Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Come On, Man. If you are watching on YouTube, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. You know you got to do it. Everyone knows by now, right? And if you're not doing it, you're missing out because I have new episodes every Monday. And if you're listening on a different podcast platform, like an audio platform, if they have the ability to review, you know, like on Apple, please give us a five-star rating and, uh, you know, give us a solid review. It helps in the uh, algorithms, helps more than you know. This week, I have a really interesting guest on. His name is Chuck Kohout. Some of you guys might know him from TikTok as Chuck Daddy. We had this episode because both of us have been banned from TikTok. Now, Chuck, he's now on his third account, his third account, because he is so polarizing. He gets people, he gets, he gets people's uh, feathers in a, in, in a ruffle. It's, it's hilarious. But the dude speaks facts. I mean, if you just want to like get your butt hurt out of the equation and just listen to him, he makes sense. Dude makes a lot of sense. We talk about his red pill philosophy. We talk about how he originally blew up on TikTok by pissing off Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, we talked about how he builds his followers, how he's used his pro tips to close deals and raise capital. We talk about, you know, his poly mono love lifestyle. So he's married, but his wife lets him step out, but she's not allowed to. That's interesting. We actually meet his wife and she does dishes in the episode. So if you guys hear dishes clanking at some point in the, in the, in the uh, podcast, it's because she's doing the dishes and uh, we politely asked her to stop, but, and she was a sweetheart and, and eventually did. Uh, we talk about, man, we talk about weightlifting. We talk about all sorts of stuff. And I'm going to bring you that conversation right after this. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You'll never believe what Duke Cannon did. In fact, I thought if I told you guys about it, you might revoke my man card. But then it hit me. 
This could be awesome for all of us. Duke Cannon has released a new basic-ass pumpkin spice latte-scented bar of soap. Now hear me out here. This thing is guaranteed to bring all the basic white girls to the yard. Hell, they may even show up wearing nothing but their Ugg boots. To get yours, visit duke.comeonmanpod.com or click the link in the show notes and you'll get free shipping. Using this link tells them I sent you, so you help me out, and you get free shipping in return. So it's win-win. That's duke.comeonmanpod.com or use the link in the show notes. It's pumpkin spice season, so use it to your advantage, men. All right, joining me this week from the Garden State, I have the infamous, the notorious, the polarizing Chuck Kohau, also known as Chuck Daddy. Joining me, what's up, brother? How's it going, there, Paul? What can I do good, for man. you? You had a, you had some kind of shindig tonight, some kind of party you went to. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys in my office just turned forty-nine, my CFO. So we took everybody out and. We had a party in the office, then we had a party afterwards at a Mexican restaurant down the street. Everybody's still down there getting shithoused on my dime, but I'm five years <laughs> sober in August, so let them party. Oh, congratulations. I didn't know that. Yeah. You, no. so you, you, know, don't, right? you don't drink you don't drink alcohol or you know, do pot or both or what? Like what's where yeah. you sober from? So I got I got one of those like uh addictive personalities and it's also a little on the entrepreneurial side sure so it kind of just you know you start drinking and then before you know it you're running a frat house in a bar and a fake id ring and a couple of years ago i got my medical marijuana card and then a year later i'm on a farm in california so <laughs> just kind of keep pushing shit to extreme so i'm i haven't smoked weed in six months and just wanted the mental clarity and i'll be sober five years in august from so I guess it's just strictly hardcore drugs for me from now on. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't I don't touch those. So yeah, good. it's only heroin. It's, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, Christ, now painkillers <laughs> don't really do it. <laughs> Kick those a while ago too. Did you really? Okay. Uh, yeah. It's been I, a ride. I've never I've never gotten into I've never been like one that was into drugs. You know, I was always like the dare kid. You know, I did dare, but. It, I've always been like an alcohol drinker. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic, but I do. I like to. Yeah. I like to have a few beers every now and then. You know. You know what? I, I guess I wouldn't either consider myself like a typical alcoholic. But you're not supposed to judge, and like nothing good ever really seems to come from it. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'm like more of a problem drinker. I drink too much, and somebody's always got a fucking problem. <laughs> got the allergy i i i, uh, I break out in handcuffs so i have a couple too many so <laughs> just just don't really bother with it it's like i got enough personality sober got it okay yeah fair enough so so the reason why uh you're on today is because uh, i had this idea i was out jogging i was out doing uh, i'm training for uh an ultra mar- like an ultra trail run marathon and I was out in the middle of nowhere and I'm listening to like audiobooks and stuff. And, and I just had this thought, like, you know, I should reach out to Chuck and we should do an episode on being too hot for TikTok because I just recently got banned at the time of this recording and you've been banned Congratulations. twice now. Yeah. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Yeah. So I was like, I, Chuck would be the perfect person to talk about. TikTok's uh, draconian bullshit 
and uh, just what it's like being banned and then regrowing, being banned again, regrowing again, and then being banned again. And now you're, you're starting over for the third time. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm just now, it's been a week. It's been a week since my, my ban at the time of this recording and, uh, and I'm working hard to, to get back to where I was at, but it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. How, struggle's real. Yeah. Well, like what the first time it happened to you, like what, how did you feel about it? I mean, the first time I started a TikTok account as like a joke, like I had a YouTube channel that I built with some guys in the office during a, the pandemic and they started telling me to make TikToks and I just started literally like ripping people apart because I might have some different dating views or um, not really too sure about this whole body positive thing. You know, it's just not really the biggest health kick I've seen in my life. Uh-huh. And it's just laying, I, I was laying into people. And before you know it, I had like 16,000 followers and I kept getting all these warnings and everything else. Yeah. And I was actually kind of trying to get banned. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't know where limits are until you break them. Right. And sure. It's like, it's like when I go to the gym to work out for a bodybuilding contest, the first week of the month, you push yourself to the extreme of where you, you actually throw up or pass out. Don't worry about working out too hard fucking do it and then just scale it back a little bit and then break that limit again and i mean it's a philosophy that's worked for me throughout most of my life and then i mean the second time i uh i tamed it down a little bit and i showed people like other aspects of my life and just some shit that i've been through and like your 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 vlogs you have like my 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 vlogs and just like fucking divorce shit and mm-hmm. custody shit with my baby mama and just different illnesses I've had and injuries and shit. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Chris was paralyzed. I'd learn how to walk again. It's been a fucking ride. And it just went nuts. I had like 57,000 followers and I didn't even get one warning the second time. I didn't get banned from commenting. I didn't get anything. Yeah. And every time they ban me, it seems like it's always after I duet somebody's video that's making fun of uh feminism yeah yeah i was gonna say uh so i, I did want to know how many followers you had the first time you said fifty six thousand. uh the second time was like fifty seven thousand when i got cut the second and time the first the f- time was yeah the first time was 16 about sixteen thousand. okay uh, maybe a little more but yeah, and I, and I was going to ask what kind of stuff you got flagged for, and and I know you do a lot of videos on like, like what what they would call fat shaming, and uh, it's funny. I mean, let's be honest. It's I think it's actually doing a public service, and Jesus Christ, it's the only minority group that's actually becoming a majority and barring any pre-existing medical condition. You don't have to fucking join it. Yeah. So you only got one body to live this life, and why don't you fucking take care of it? I. I get I I got a, a lot of flags for videos like that too. Um, it's not and, it, and I wasn't even as harsh as you are. Like you were just like you're a fat fuck. <laughs> and I yeah, was, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell fucking flagged one of my videos the first time. How did how did like, you know she did it? Uh, because she stitched my video and oh. I'm pretty quick on the draw. So the minute she stitched my video, I, I could send it to you. I screen recorded the whole fucking thing because their whole following was telling her to take it down. You're just giving them more followings, okay. more fans. And I just kept fucking reposting it on Instagram and everywhere else. It was, <laughs> hey, if a girl has a top-down picture like this, yes, she's a big fat fuck. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say, that's and, one of the uh, first videos I've seen, I saw so, of you. <laughs> yeah, so Rosie stitched it. And, I mean, 
Jesus Christ, dude. I, I didn't even know it was Rosie O'Donnell. It was like, it's like, the, you know, the old adage, what they say, when men get older, they look like Sean Connery. And uh-huh. when women get older, they look like Sean Connery. I mean, she looked like somebody's <laughs> gran- like grandpa. It, it was fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just blow it back out there, even on Instagram, and tag her every now and then, because Instagram doesn't seem to kick me off. And uh, Tom Segura, some fucking stand-up comedian, like picked up another one and put it on his podcast. And Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can send you that one, too. They're pretty comical. I've always been good at pissing off famous people. That's uh that's a that's a talent. Yeah. That probably helps yeah. you grow your grow your TikTok followers too because I, that was the next thing I was going to ask is like what like what did you do to rebuild because the second time I remember you you reached you like tagged me in a video when you got banned the that first time. And uh Yeah, you were there for me, dude. I got to say thank you for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to stick together. And so I, I, you know, I, I stitched your video and I told people to follow you and stuff like that. And uh, I swear it was only like a matter of three weeks or so. And you had already blown past me. And I was like, that is fucking amazing. Cause it took me, it took me like three months to get to where I was at. And even then, like I got to a point where I just hit a ceiling cause they were shadow banning me and yeah. they were re- removing my followers. People were telling me, they're like, Hey, I, I don't know why, but I have to keep refollowing you. No, I, I got removed from you. I think I yeah. even told you I got removed from you. I had to refollow you. And uh, you know what it is? When I get an idea, I have like a note section in my iPhone and I just write it down. So I have like a bajillion pro tips I've already come up with. I haven't even, I haven't even come close to like re-releasing all of them because mm-hmm. they're just funny as hell. Yeah. And, and then when I have a new idea, I'll just write it down. And I think it was at like 30,000 followers and change. And I was shadow banned for like months. And I went on a fishing trip. We we're supposed to go to the Bahamas and, we wound up just fishing out of Miami and I had some time. So I just started cranking them out and mm-hmm. put on like almost another 30,000 followers in a week. Wow. Okay. But it, you know, it's when the influx starts when it's like the shadow band is over. Yeah. That's when you just go hard. You, know, you, you can sit them all in your queue and just release them. Yeah. And the other thing that helped too is you can change your name uh, every 30 days. Oh. And that, that seems to alleviate the shadow ban. I did a lot of research on this mm. and, and uh, changing your name every 30 days, I know definitely helped. And I always make my plan B TikTok account, Chuck daddy 2.0. Right. So I start like cultivating a following on that one as well. Got that. And it's been working. I, I, I got some kids in the office that have TikTok accounts. One girl in my office just got banned. She had 125,000 followers. Wow. Why did she get banned? Yeah, it's just all thirst traps. Oh. <laughs> why why is it that some thirst trap videos with chicks shaking their ass and stuff are allowed to they, they get up to they get blue check marks and shit and they're allowed to have like millions of followers and then when and then like I'll take one of their videos and I'll stitch it and make make some kind of comment about women seeking validation or something like that. And then all of a sudden like I'll get flagged not for bullying or whatever. It'll get flagged for sex and nudity on mine. I'm like, but this is, I'm stitching an original video that's allowed to happen. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. And I've watched videos on this and they say like, when something happens, don't even bother appealing it. Uh, Take it down. I know I was talking to, you follow Black Spider guy at all on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's pretty cool. I got his phone number. Still don't know his real identity. Just call him Spider guy. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I guess he's got a profession, so he's got to keep it hidden. And, uh-huh. and that's cool. But what, what he's learned and what he taught me, too, is to do a lot of moderating. Like when you have somebody and they have like no content and no followers and it's just you, just block that person immediately. Mm. Or if you're going to stitch somebody's video and say something negative, block that person immediately and block their fans as well. Oh, that's and, smart. I mean, he, he's done pretty well with it. I don't, I don't really have the time lately to put into moderating because I've got a lot of other business shit that I've been building, but mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a really sharp dude. You should, uh, I don't know how you feel about interviewing a guy with a mask, but <laughs> fans I'd do it. Kick out of I it. would do it. Yeah, his videos are fucking hilarious. And and I love his, oh his, his, his and, philosophy. And he sounds like Spider-Man. Yeah, he, to me, he, he sounds he more like sound- Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got that voice over the phone too, and I was like, I was like dying. He's uh, like that's his normal voice. He's real. Yeah, they talk to him, get to know what he does for a living for real. If he opens up to you, you'd be amazed at how smart this guy is. Okay, yeah, he he's funny, and I love his videos about how people wanted him to unmask. And he's like, only if you put one point two million dollars in my cash app, you know. <laughs> and, and people are cash apping him a lot of money now. He's like, you know. 200 bucks here, 500 bucks there, yeah. fives, tens, and he's doing it. I got to give the guy props. Yeah, I, I've, I've been watching his videos because he'll thank people for cash apping him six bucks or whatever, 20 bucks. And I was like, shit, maybe I should do that. I do have, uh, I do have like a PayPal uh, link in my, uh, you know, my link on TikTok, but no one ever, no one ever sends me money. Sometimes people yeah, do, buy, do buy Duke Cannon <laughs> products from me though. Because Duke Cannon is a sponsor. The beard, the beard shit, right? Yeah. Well, they do, they do cologne and shampoos and whatever, but uh, it smells great. Yeah. I actually I actually wear their cologne, and my uh, my girlfriend, she fucking loves it. I have actually I haven't met a girl that doesn't fucking like it. <laughs> Honestly, they all love it. I mean, I may have to check it out. I don't even wear cologne. Oh well. I, I I've got uh, I'm trying to think. I have like some links in my link tree, but they're. A lot of them just push you to different websites, Instagram, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think I do have one that says, fuck you, pay me. That's Cash App. And uh, <laughs> I put together an Amazon wish list because everybody else had one. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see if anybody would buy me something stupid. So I think there's like a Rolex in it, a hot tub. Yeah. There's like some pretty fucking. In case there's somebody, oh, like, you know, they'll DM me and be like, there's no fucking way I'm buying you a Rolex. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but you know what I you know what I did do off my last account, which what? I thought was pretty fucking powerful. We funded a couple of real estate deals off of it. Did you? How? Yeah, and a lot of people. Yeah, I, I met a lot of people in person. They'd come by my office. They just wanted to meet. They wanted to smoke a cigar. And I mean that was really cool. And then I, one of my guys dared me. We had like a short sale approval, which I think you know what that is. You know, yeah, I know you, get, you get a property discounted. And this particular bank only gave you five days to pay off this loan. Usually you get like 30, 60, 90. And the guy that I work out with every morning who also does all my shorts is my broker dared me to make a TikTok video for it to see if we could fund it. Mm-hmm. And rather than selling something else off to pull out the 150 over a 48 hour fucking period in $150,000 increments, people offered me 3.5 million in investment capital. Really? So, and, and and yeah, I thought that that was absolutely amazing. Now I have a hedge fund that's going to launch in August and I can't actually offer that to the general public. And even if I do, 
it's a three C one fund. Mm-hmm. Only 35 people can be not sophisticated and accredited. I'm only allowed 99 people. The rest of them have to be sophisticated and accredited. Mm-hmm. And I can then take all the people that wanted to get this 10% return as a hard money loan on 150 grand, call them all back and go, look, I'm sorry, I didn't move quick enough, but I do have this opportunity. You did contact me on TikTok. We've been texting. You called me, you sent me your picture. We talked about this. Now we have created a pre-existing relationship and now we can talk real fucking business. Got it. Okay. That's kind of cool. All from pro tips. All from pro tips. All from pro tips. That's amazing. So yeah, I thought that was cool shit, dude. You, you mentioned, you mentioned black Spider-Man obviously. Uh, and, and there's also J red. Cause when I got banned and I came back, uh, he's I tagged, a good kid too, man. Yeah. I tag, I tagged you. I, I tagged J red cause you tagged J red and, and me and, and a lot of stuff. And, uh, and so you said that, that you, Jay Rudd and Black Spider-Man sort of have this network going. And I want to know more about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I talked to both of these guys. Jay Rudd's like a young guy out in Northern California. And uh, I mean, he got me on Clapper, even though like Clapper is like the epitome of cyberbullying. Like is if it? you say something, if you say something that the general public doesn't agree to, they just gang up and fucking rain hate on you. Mm. and uh i mean black spider-man's talking a little bit bigger like he actually wants to have a platform kind of like a discord but on a higher level for people like us mm-hmm. where shit can't get taken down and i've kind of dropped the idea in a couple other people's laps too this is one guy uh, i think his name is retired goat he's a pretty cool dude too you know, yeah yeah check him i follow i follow him yeah he's a he's a military vet yeah. also yeah, and uh, I guess there's a uh, what the fuck do you want to call me? An investor, a uh, venture capitalist, and urban cowboy. I like putting shit together, mm. making okay. sure it gets funded. It's kind of what I do. Sounds very cool. Yeah, J Rudd's uh, his his videos are pretty funny sometimes. Sometimes he's like he's a little too serious. You know, he comes across he's and he just asks a lot of questions. I, I would imagine him not getting. Has he ever been banned? Do you know? I don't think he's ever been banned. I don't think he's been banned. I think he's been warned. I just I, like admire the kid's consistency. And I mean, another guy, I have his phone number. I've talked to him on more than a few occasions. And I think they were both kind of blown away when I asked him the question, what can I do to help you out? Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? And uh, now we kind of just bounce stuff off each other. Shit, maybe we should th- start like a, a text thread or something. We could, or we could have a, we have one big uh, group podcast sometime. I, 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 I've done a couple of group podcasts on here. Those actually don't get a lot of uh, views for whatever reason, but a, a lot of those ones also just had like 20 fucking 3% man studiers and stuff. Oh, is, is, is your wife there? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my, this is my beautiful wife over here. If you want to say hi real quick. Hi. Hi. This is another reason why I get banned. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because didn't you say that people flag your video because she looks she looks young, and so they flag yeah actually your video. on my on my first account I actually had to send TikTok her driver's license because I kept getting continuously flagged for child endangerment and being a pedophile. She's right. twenty seven. How did so? How did that happen? Like, did they actually request like her driver's license? Or how did that come about? Uh, that was what you kept getting flagged for. And when you appealed it, 
there was a way to do it. And I had somebody in my office research it and they came up with, if somebody looks young, it said it right on one of these Google searches to send the driver's license. And almost immediately they unbanned all the videos that she was in. Oh, okay. Fucking women hate women. What can I say? It's a, it's, it's, in, it's, it's totally crazy to me because when I got banned, I, I, I was trying to Google to see if there's a way to get unbanned. And some people had some things. And, and one of the things was when you log in, you get the ban message that there, there used to be a way to appeal that. And I didn't even get that. They just said, here, you get, here's, a, here's a thing to generate all of your data and you can download your data. But like they didn't give me an option to appeal it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even get that to generate. I just got your accounts been permanently banned. Yeah. So I had to like e- email them and you get no responses. Yeah. I, I like did, we, we email them every day for 60 days with not one response. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I, there was a period there where I was getting uh, all, almost all my stitches were getting uh, just put in like a, like a review phase. And then, then they would get, they would get taken down and then I would appeal them and it would take like a week for them to, for them to drop the, you know, drop the issue and, and republish my videos. It was fucking bullshit. So I, I ended up doing what you were doing, which was I would just re- upload the video with different hashtags or something and then just... <laughs> different, different hashtags, upload it with a trending sound and turn the sound down to zero works. Yeah. Um, I know the guy that I work out with every morning, Linton, every morning I hand him my phone and I go here, do a prayer and tag yourself. Mm-hmm. And... Every morning, his video gets held back for like 15, 20 minutes. And I don't know if it's just because he says God or what, but it gets held back. It's, it's pretty wild. It's, it's insanity to me, man. Um, so how I originally found you. So I think, and I, and I, this is, I mean, this was months and months ago, but uh, I think like you started following me and I followed you back and then we were sort of chatting in the comments and then I started seeing your videos a little bit. And uh, you had some really interesting videos. You, you had the one uh, video about uh, you stitched one of mine where I, I talked about paying for Tinder premium because some guy was some guy was giving me shit about paying for Tinder premium, and I was like, why wouldn't you pay for Tinder premium? Because otherwise, you guys sit there like a fool and like swipe right all day. Whereas I can wait until chicks swipe right on me and then I can see if I like them or not. You like it to me, it's, it's worth the money to, to be passive and not spend my time doing that. And then you said, not only would you pay for that, but you also offered chicks a hundred dollars if they looked like their photos. You can bring my wife over here right now and ask her about her <laughs> first date. I mean, it's, I, I don't have a lot of fucking time and I, I know what I am. I know my value. I know I'm in demand. My, I've sent you some of my pre-written dating profiles. Mm-hmm. You got to fucking come. You got to come to me. Yeah. Right. You show up on time and you look like your picture. I'm going to hand you a hundred bucks and then we're going to start talking. Mm-hmm. You show up late. You don't look like your picture. I'm going to hand you a hundred bucks. And then I'm going to leave my, alleviate myself of any fucking guilt as I proceed to tell you what I think of you. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're fucking tardy. And you're a fucking pig. All right. You look nothing like your pictures. I'm not into getting catfished. It's nothing personal, but go home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat dinner by myself now. The company's excellent. 
<laughs> and it, it happens. It it fucking happens. And sure. It happens more often than you might think. Oh no, I know. I've uh, you know, I've spent the last I've... two years on the dating circuit and so many women will like they catfish, they they take the all the different angles. I've learned to just if I see the the fucking angle shots, I just I immediately don't even waste my time. Or if they're just yeah. pictures of just their face, you know they're hiding something. So I just don't send I mean, me a body, send, send me a body picture, send me an unfiltered picture. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because and I mean I, I'm gonna take it one fucking step further. Mm-hmm. You're gonna think I'm crazy, but we can call up women from my past. You could bring my wife over here too. Ask for their driver's license in advance too. Let okay. do it. I know what I'm fucking worth. I do run a background check on all these bitches. And it's not that I'm necessarily worried about being robbed or kidnapped, but I've had a bunch of tremendous bad experiences and I just want to know what the fuck I'm getting into. And I also want to see a willingness for you to be forthcoming with some fucking information. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to fight me on that, it ain't exactly going to be smooth sailing. And what's even better is when I'm really dating and like, get into the swing of things i can outsource all of this with prescripted text conversations to an assistant <laughs> dude that's hardcore man that's hardcore yeah i was actually thinking about writing a dating course about it i don't know if many people could pick, pull it the fuck off i bet you you could probably get you could probably i mean for a guy so you have you have means you have lots of money but i think like the average guy could mm. probably do something similar with like fiber you know yeah I mean, look, I, you, you want a quick story on how I figured it out? Yeah. So end of 2009, beginning of 2010, I got divorced from my first ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a shit show. I was uh, 31, about to thir- turn 32. The minute the last check cleared for law school, she bolted. About the same time, I go to a bank, go to withdraw some money. They tell me I'm not on the account. I'm like, what the fuck? I own the company. Turned out I had a bunch of bad business partners and they were kind of all in on it. And they like jack five mil for me. Totally. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of a calculated person and I just kind of kept it really quiet. And I rounded up some people in the office that I trusted. We worked at night, pulled everything out of the office, started another business while I tanked that one and watched everybody's lives crumble. It had like 32 employees, ran with a skeleton crew. I was making 30, 40 grand a month. Life was fucking good. And I also had a public speaking career where over a five-year period, I got paid to speak to 52,000 people that I had in my Salesforce system. So that really helped with dating because I had pictures and everything of everybody. And I, I took on a roommate who his job was keep my house clean, do the dishes, mow the fucking lawn. You're going to work all my dating profiles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there was literally a system where if he was using plenty of fish back then, it'd be Monday's blondes, Tuesday's redheads, Wednesday's black chicks, Thursday's Asians. And the pickup line was just, do you like Mark? Do you like margaritas? You can only send 25 messages out cut paste repeat the first grouping got one question mark the second grouping got two question marks the third three the fourth letter that was his job then everybody respond and they go into buckets girls that responded with social media or their phone numbers were rainy day girls you were already bagged them 
Okay, they weren't even a challenge because they were already forthcoming with the information. And this is this is like a sales process. Yeah. If they said yes or no, they went into conversation buckets. Nobody got a unique date. They set a goal to sleep with 100 women in a year. And Friday and Saturday, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and 12 o'clock, I would meet these girls at the Mexican restaurant that we just left down the street from my house. It worked wonderfully. I'd show up. My other assistant would call and go, Mr. Koha just wants to know <laughs> what you'd like to drink. The bartender was in on it. The drink would be waiting. There'd be two seats by the door. He would chatter up. I would come in. There's shit all over the internet about me being favored to win Mr. America that year and being a millionaire by the time I'm like 29. They know everything about me. I take them through a series of four questions. Where have you been? Tell me about your past. Where are you going? Tell me about your future. What's the biggest challenge you're facing and what's working? So I'm projecting into their past. I'm projecting into their future. I'm emotionally crashing them and then I'm building them back up. Let's get the fuck out of here. And at seven o'clock, if I'm not back at my house nailing them in 90 minutes or less, I've failed. I would open my bar tab at six o'clock on Friday, close it at brunch on Sunday. And I had a ridiculous amount of weekends that were just back to back hat tricks till in November one day after I had shot my second professional porn, which I mean, this went to some fucking dark territory. I woke up one day and looked in the mirror and said, knowing what I know, I wouldn't kiss you. And I went through my picture safe and I had pictures and video of that year of me nailing 77 chicks. Those were the ones I had pictures and video of. I don't know if I hit a hundred. And a lot of my friends from college and other stuff that were looking out with me, just like, you know what? I really think you got to slow down. And again, it's that like addictive, obsessive personality to where I can be the best of the best or the worst of the worst or whatever I focus on. But I do have notes and flow charts and it did work. <laughs> you it should. just got fucking easier and easier and easier until I realized I didn't even have to fucking leave my house and I'd have them show up. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, where do you learn stuff like this? Is this just just your sales like a sales background or what i mean this is that's like a professional uh, sales funnel you're talking about yeah i uh that's exactly what it is i mean i'm in real estate i uh i did five years as a professional public speaker i'm also uh i'm not gonna toot my own horn but i guess i'm technically like a fucking genius and i'm a dyslexic my thought pattern is not linear so when I see something, my brain rips it apart and puts mm-hmm. it back together with every fucking possible fast, like combination quicker than I can explain. So if you take something like, like a three-letter word, like cat, mm-hmm. how, how many possible combinations of those letters are there? I don't know. How many? Or like 12, right? Okay. Is what, is what a normal person would think. Because it's like... C-A-T, but what my brain does is it twists and contorts every fucking letter like that until it finds what works. And that's what I do for a living. I just solve problems. Mm-hmm. So I kind of made my own professional <laughs> sales funnel for nagging bitches. <laughs> you had a problem to solve. Right. I've yeah. got a bag as many. Well, there's, there's only there's only so many fucking hours in a day. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to go to them, that's a problem. Number uh-huh. two, they, 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 I don't even need to be the one to fucking contact them. Yeah, I can have somebody do that. And this guy needs a place to live. And I need my fucking laundry done and my dishes clean and shit like that, because I'm not doing that shit. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody to schedule it and text everybody and, you know, phone call went our way. Mr. Kohout would just like to know what you'd like to drink. You're going to look for Mike, the gay bartender with the blowout. He's going to have your pineapple margarita waiting. Mike's there going, oh, my God, he said so much about you. You're so one. He had his lines rehearsed and just a lot of third-party edification. And, uh, yeah, when I started getting paid to do it, it was time to call it quits. So. <laughs> that is hilarious. I, I, it's unbelievable, but uh, not, somehow I believe I it. The, some, somehow I believe it. I think, I think the world needs it. So – you also hey, had... Hey, babe. Come here for one second. <laughs> we, got, we got one quick question. Come here. Come here. What's your wife's name again? Diana. Diana. Okay. Hi, Diana. Okay. Again. I don't think she can hear you because we're in the headset, but... All right, babe. What did I tell you to give you to show up on time and look like a picture? $100. <laughs> was it a good investment but i don't think did you tell me you were gonna give me a hundred dollars yeah i did i can go back i screenshotted our conversation i also mm -hmm. sent you i also asked you if you'd like to see a dick pic <laughs> and then before you could respond i sent a picture of richard nixon i was impressed that you knew who richard nixon was which told me oh my god i can probably take this person seriously mm -hmm. and then afterwards i sent you a dick pic and you were impressed <laughs> so yeah and no, i was a decent investment <laughs> Awesome, man. You had a story about uh, your dad when, uh, like, you were a teenager. He went and gave you a box of condoms and basically told you that women have to earn it. Uh, like, don't just give it away. What's that? Tell us that story. No, I, I guess I was like uh, probably 14, 15. And I, I don't even know if I was really that into girls, like, at the time, but they just kept, like, showing up at my house and, like, uh, my mom could tell you some interesting fucking stories. And I think I was 15 years old and a couple of girls invited me to go camping with them. And my parents were divorced. And I remember sitting outside the house in my dad's suburban and he hands me a 12 pack of Trojan ribs for her pleasure, spermicidally lubricated condoms. T tell Diana, I stop think. doing the dishes because it's too stop, late. Hey, Diana, stop <laughs> doing the dishes. You're fucking shit up. It's okay. <laughs> so he, he literally like hands me his 12 pack of condoms and like yeah. punches me in the arm and goes, okay, Charles, don't give it away. Make them work for it. And it was just like, holy shit, like a fucking light shined down from the heavens and the stage was set. Uh-huh. You want me to go in another room, babe? Okay. <laughs> that... That's interesting because I, I feel like most guys, myself included, were not raised with that mentality when it came to women. Like we, uh, most of us were raised very blue pill, very Hollywood, very, you got to put women on pedestals. You got to buy them flowers and chocolates and all that nonsense. And then your dad's I'm, sitting there I'm going, still, yeah. yeah, your dad's like, no, you're the prize. Make them earn this shit. Don't just give it away. I mean, look, I, I still, I'm still romantic. I still deliver and buy them all kinds of stupid shit. Christ, I've been giving women cars since I was 19 and I don't have any fucking money there. I just threw parties and made fake IDs and it was like, 
I am not driving you home at the end of the night and your parents want you there. Mm-hmm. My friend's going to the military and I got this car for two G's. So drive yourself home. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Diana is the first woman I've ever been with that I haven't given a car to. Really? Okay. W- why not? Well, dated. Okay. Uh, Cause she actually had her shit together. Hmm. A lot of the other ones just got a bad habit of, uh, I guess they play on my sympathy. It's like, get thrown out of their house, didn't have a place to live, have all these hopes, dreams, and ambitions, and sure, here's a car, and I'll put you through law school or help you build a business where you can advocate for special needs children making $250,000 a year out of your house after I carry it and all of your expenses for four years, and I'll give you five cars to here's a Mercedes because you're cute. <laughs> Did you? Um, but yeah. Fucking nice to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Break my balls and let me do what the fuck I want. And she's totally cool with that. She's just like, yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, is Diana cool with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was this is my ex before her. Oh, this is your ex. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not giving side chicks cars. What? <laughs> right. Okay. The, 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 they're lucky they get my time. <laughs> How do you find your side chicks now? Same sales funnel process or? new process no i haven't really been like actively looking when i do i get carried away Mm -hmm. um it seems to be like there's like a like a steady i mean there's been a lot and i i never lose information i have them all saved in my phone with the word realtor after them and the town that they're from i showed this to diana too she knows there's no fucking hiding it Mm -hmm. because realtors are all whores anyway and uh well, I mean, let's just be honest. And, and a lot of them just like it's repeat business. They're they're in the rotation. It seems like you do a good job and you fucking lay pie and they go through a divorce or a breakup and they come back and then they leave and go find their way in the world and come back again. They're a little fatter, a little older, a little less desirable. And if not, I'll just go on any one of these dating sites and I'll legit dial my age down to like 25 or 28. And then repeat in the text several times over, I am 43, I have a wife, I have a girlfriend, whatever, I'm not looking for anything serious, however, this is what I'm looking for. And they seem to admire the directness, which sounds fucking insane, but it works. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes other things like public speaking gigs, or I'll go out to some of these local real estate clubs, and it's like, it's a bunch of rich dudes my, guy, my age or older, and gold diggers show up, but... The only difference is I can see my dick when I look down. So you get preyed upon. <laughs> well, I mean, you talk about putting in the work and these guys don't. Yeah. No, no, definitely. You know, it, it's like you're a fucking Titan. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Mm-hmm. If you're one thing that, yeah, you're talking about being in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially in a world like real estate investment where the average person is, 350 pounds in their waist size is equated. I feel like in the area I live in, I live out in the countryside and uh, I feel like a lot of people over here are overweight, especially women. And that may be like a Midwestern thing. It must be. Yeah. The food's good, but yeah. So it's like corn, corn, corn fed and cob fucked. Right. <laughs> it's like, as long as you, do the bare minimum of exercise and, and not eating like a total pig, you're already doing better than the next guy. It's not that hard. 
it's really not that hard. So if you go a little bit above and beyond that and actually care about how you look, you're going to be nailing chicks all the time. It, it It's one of the things I try to tell guys in my TikTok videos. Like if you just get off your ass, <laughs> it, go for a fucking walk or something, you know, you'll be doing better and you won't be sitting here complaining about why you can't get late. Yeah. I mean, look, one of the things that I wanted at a young age was, a better body. So I decided to become a bodybuilder. And, and I mean, the only reason why I wanted that was because it's something that money could not buy. Mm-hmm. Always knew I wanted to be successful. Always knew I wanted to be rich. I always wanted to have some fucking level of notoriety, but I also wanted to not just have six pack abs. I wanted to be a fucking monster and be able to like, just not be afraid of anything and kick your ass. So I mean, a lot of that led to years of training with wrestling and fucking MMA and bodybuilding. And Christ, again, it's like same personality, gift or defect to where you push it to pretty extreme levels. And I, I always really liked that stuff. I thought it was cool. But amazingly, you don't get as many chicks from that as you do from being known having notoriety, having financial success, but you add that on top and it's just like an irresistible package. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it works. I know I'm not the best fucking looking guy in the world, but you can put me in the room with him and I'll outperform him every fucking time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, I talk about this book a lot on, on the TikToks and stuff and on the podcast, but there's a book that I, I've, I've read, I don't know, maybe a dozen times now it's called atomic attraction they talk about it they talk about why they talk about how women it's not necessarily the money specifically that women like it's the uh the status and a guy's ability to accumulate money you know so yeah you, it's it's security in, in any way that you look at it it's, yep it's can he do this can he do that can he keep me safe can i mean I, i've I had some of my exes and we've gone out to dinner with their husbands and everything else. And, you know, Dan and I took out, you don't even do as well as some of my other friends who have, you know, fucking tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. But all my friends tell me that they would trade their husband in for you in a heartbeat. Cause you look like a man. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing too that they t- they talk about in it is uh, like the ruggedness, ruggedness. You know, like they talk about how facial hair is a super attractive to women. It's a sign of high testosterone typically, and so even though like Hollywood has all these guys clean shaven and stuff like that, that's a lot of women aren't necessarily drawn to that. It's it's a really fascinating book. I highly recommend it if you want to take the time. But it sounds like you got it all figured out anyway, so. <laughs> uh, I, got lot, I got a lot of it figured out and i was actually telling my wife about the Corey wayne book that you you recommended i read and it was like yeah probably the best dating relationship book i think i ever read because it wasn't like one-sided or the other it was completely like it, it is what you want it to be yep and uh happily married is not something i thought i would ever be but i am <laughs> That's, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing I do want to bring up. So you, we talk about how you have, you're, you're married and you have side chicks, uh, in the book, like Corey, there's a, there's a very like small snippet. And if you haven't read the book a bunch of times, you probably would have missed it. 
but there's a there's a, a story in the book where Corey's talking about how he's at some kind of function and this chick is just all over him and he keeps flirting with her he smacks her on the ass or whatever tells her to behave herself and they're in a pool and she keeps swimming up to him and flirting with him and stuff and her friends are like you really like him and she's you know all that kind of shit right and at the end of the you know at the end of the thing when they're all going home you know he he didn't go for a kiss or anything but he said i would have but i didn't because she's got a boyfriend and that's not the right thing to do so in the three percent man facebook group that i'm in that's where this this podcast came out of that group um she's got and she's got a boyfriend high school math test oh wait i'm sorry i thought we were talking about shit we were going to cheat on right (laughs) but so Corey draws a line about cheating and so you you've probably seen me doing videos about you know cheating is not three percent or whatever but i don't look at what you're doing as cheating because you and your wife are cool thing like you have an agreement and and you talk about it in your tiktoks as being polymono i had never even heard of that until i found your tiktoks i had to google that one myself did you? It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so another. My wife might have. My wife might have googled it first, and I mean, I full disclosure told her what it is day one, right after I gave her the hundred bucks on the first date, and I, mean, I, I am what I am. My parents know what I am. It's my, my little sister does. Is whatever. It's me. Do you ever? I'm, I'm I... happy with it. I'm not changing. And why the fuck would you bother achieving anything if you? just had to be imprisoned sure i hear you so that's what i was going to ask you that like how many times did you go on these dates where you're offering the hundred dollars and you were straight up with women like hey look you can be with me but i'm going to fuck around and you're not allowed to like how many times did you have women say i'm out does that well, happen a lot i i mean look i i don't open it up with i'm gonna fuck around but you can. I mean, I flat out told my wife on day one, look, I, I really struggle with monogamy. In other words, it's not happening for me, so don't expect it. Right. We can, we can, we can start this off as an open relationship. And I, mean, I think she told me, so I kissed a couple guys once from just Vegas, you know, talked about it. And then one day we went to the DR, we went away and you know, I told her, look, I, I really like you. I've been looking at fucking diamonds and I'm going to start becoming incredibly possessive. If you want to be queen and number one, this is your fucking offer. And Mm -hmm. and naturally she got all fucking giddy and melted. Right. And uh, (laughs) and it it, it is what it is. And, Uh but she was totally, was she, was she totally cool with it? Or was she like, I have to think about it. No, she was totally on board with it. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious because it's, it's, un, it's unfathomable to me. It's just something I've never even thought about. But then I see shows like Big Love. The one Love. before her was okay with it and the one before her was okay with it too. So. Yeah. No, I mean, there's clearly... Other my kids and... Yeah, yeah. There's, there's clearly women that the pro- are... Okay. The, problem, the problem comes when they change their mind mm-hmm. and then fuck you, you gotta go. Yeah. It's just not what it was. And I've been sold a false bill of goods. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I've uh, I, I've definitely had women that have known about it, or even women on TikTok DM me and tell me things like, you know, if you took me on vacations like her, or treated me like you treated her, I would be okay with it too. Mm-hmm. 
They say, that, have you read, have you read uh, The Rational Mail by Rollo Tomasi? I'm almost through it. It's really long. And I picked yeah. that one up on your recommendation too. Yeah. That one's a, to me is like a one. Shit, man. You're like, you're like where I get all my books. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm the book guy. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time, like, you know, I, when I, I take my dog for walks, it's just, it's like effortless learning for me to just listen to audiobooks all the time. And, but in that book, it, it was fascinating to me how he talked about how women would rather share a high value guy than go after some kind that of. That is, that is truer than, and I, I guess I'm going to put myself in that, in that category, especially with some of the things I've achieved. I, I've sat down on countless occasions and just, these are the other women I'm dating now. Mm-hmm. And they almost seem turned on by it. <laughs> it's weird. Did you see, did you see the TikTok I did today? Um, some guy, I did a, I did a TikTok like yesterday. It was more of a joke, but it was, uh, it was sort of born out of a real experience. So I'm dating this gal right now and she goes and like brags to all of her, her coworkers about like how great it is and how like our sex life is amazing and all this stuff. And she's telling me about it. And I just sort of jokingly said, well, I appreciate the word of mouth advertising. <laughs> And that's, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like I'm, I'm 43. I don't know. How old are you? I'm going to be 42 this year. Okay. And that's what it was when we were in high school. Yeah. It was word of word of mouth advertising, you know, and it's almost like they have to, I mean, I feel like smart women don't tell their friends Mm -hmm. how good their guy is because you're just advertising to have the dude stole. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I jokingly said that. And uh, so I, so I made a TikTok about how, you know, you shouldn't get upset when your woman's, you know, talking all this stuff to her friends because the word of mouth advertising is the best form of advertising. And some guy said, well, that's all fine and good until one of her friends hits on you and then she gets mad. And I said, no, actually psychology wise, women are actually more attracted to guys that have options with women. So if a chick's hitting on your man, that benefits you. <laughs> it actually benefits you. Cause she'll I would, get, uh, she'll, I would agree she'll, 100%. Yeah. She'll get that uh, competition anxiety. And then you also have this uh, form of, uh, they call it uh, social proof called pre-selection. So that just makes women just even more attracted to you when you've got all these other options with women. It's, it's fucking fascinating to me. I never, when I started reading about this shit, I was just like, what? That makes no sense. But actually, if you watch what women do, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I know when I would do some of these like public speaking engagements and you'd be in Florida or LA and you know, you'd wrap up and close hard and you'd step off stage in front of, you know, biggest crowd would be like 500 people. A bunch of people would kind of like mob you and a bunch of them would be really attractive women and it just seemed like they brought more and more in and i mean shit it was like the closest thing i'll ever do to be a rock star and literally you got groupies it was fucking weird Mm -hmm. it just the, the easier it got the easier it got i'm actually noticing that on tiktok my you know when i was getting up to like thirty thousand, there's women just they slide into the yeah. DMs. They leave. They leave uh, 
you know, flirty comments and shit. And it's just like, this is kind of, this is funny. Cause I'm, you know, I do all right. I make, I make, you know, a decent living. I, I don't talk about it on the podcast, but I work in, you know, if it, you know, I've, uh, I follow like Dave Ramsey plan, you know, so I, you know, I have money for retirement and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be retired millionaire. It's going to be, it's not the, the fast lane, but it's, uh, you know, it's the typical slow lane or whatever, but, uh, you know, I feel like I do okay. And, uh, but yeah, just to the, the status of having like all those followers and people like your videos go viral and stuff like that, just women look at that. It's, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's status. And before you know it, they start hitting you up on Instagram and sending you naked pictures. And it's like, Oh my God, this, isn't a robot <laughs> send me a number and an address and uh, wow it's weird wasn't expecting that that quick yeah yeah it's interesting it's like uh i feel like i, I wonder oftentimes what planet i've landed on absolutely crazy i did want to ask you what i want to go back to your weight training because not to oh. not to be like uh insulting or whatever but in your videos in your videos it's usually just like basically this angle that we have you on, on camera here, where it's just like chest up and you look like just like your average guy, but there's a video you did where it's like, it snaps to the red light and you're, you're flexing. And it's like, Holy shit. He's built like a brick shit house. How did you, and you'd already talked about getting into bodybuilding. It's a, you know, one of the things that money can't buy. But I wanted to know, do you have any tips for gaining mass without getting too fat? <laughs> because anytime I try yeah, to put on I mean, muscle mass, I, I get a fucking spare tire and then I got to work it off again. So, I mean, number one, it's like, you don't always have to fucking show it off. Like, I, I know I got it. You don't need to be just like another one of these fucking physique kids. Like, I, I know what I am. And, uh, I mean, I, uh, I, I am a little genetically gifted, so it's going to come easier to me than most people. Like I, I got into college initially to wrestle at 160 pounds and I had to actually miss classes to go to practice and I wasn't doing that great. So I started lifting weights instead. And in a four and a half year period, I went from 160 pounds to 295 which is insane yeah and i mean my waist changed four inches to the point of where i mean my parents at the school he was taking steroids he's doing everything else and amazingly wasn't passing all the fucking drug tests Mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of what i did at a younger age everything is diet in terms of getting leaner and you are gonna have to put on some fat to get bigger at a younger age i hit every body part to absolute failure, working out six days a week, hitting every body part three times a week. Mm-hmm. Now in my forties, I'm hitting every body part twice a week and until failure. If I really want to try to bulk up like I did in the winter, we'll do everything once a week till just absolute failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll revert into like a three day a week schedule with the stuff you can look it up called German volume training. Okay. You know anything about it? No, I've never even heard of it. German volume training. It's like a simple principle. And I guess the Germans used it uh, for like powerlifting in the Olympics. But 
instead of your typical, you know, sets of fucking 10 or whatever, you'll do 10 sets of 10 reps at a lower volume of your weight, maybe like 50, 60% of what you can hold. And a lot of it will just be to a tempo where it's down one, two, three, up, one. Oh, okay. 10 sets, 10 reps. I got a couple of the skinnier guys in my office doing it now. And uh, they each put on like 10 pounds. And I mean, they're pretty, pretty solid dudes. Uh, if you hit me up on Facebook, I can connect you with like a couple of trainers. Like, it's weird. I actually have trainers that just don't even charge me and like fight over getting to train me for like really? pictures and transformation. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Ever since like the Mr. America where it's like, well, they, they see what you can do. They see where you can take it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, a lot of it is just like a natural gift. Not everybody's going to be able to carry like the weight or the frame that I can, mm-hmm. but you can, you can be a personal best. I know when I went through all that shit, when I lost all that money and ex-wife and everything else, like one of my guys that ran an office for me in Hoboken was literally like, I'm going to get you a trainer so you don't kill anybody. And I showed him what I had done in terms of bodybuilding in my 20s. And he was impressed. Yeah, I have 500 bucks every three months. Let's see what you could do. And the next year, I almost won the fucking Mr. America. And he got Justin Timberlake and Timberland, the rapper, as clients off my transformation pictures. No shit. People in my network. And he's retired now. And he's like, you never have to pay me for anything again, ever. You've made my career. You know, a lot of people. Thank you so much. And he trained both of them for a few years. Now he like works with these rich people in Europe on fucking yachts where he works security and he trains people. And it's just a cool story. Now I got this Bulgarian dude who wants to train me. And uh, having fun with that. But they kind of crawl out of the woodwork once you start to achieve. Mm. And it's like, I, I want to work with you because you're a little out of shape now. I know you can do this if you want to do it. We'll do the pictures. I'll write the diet. And more of it than anything else in terms of getting lean is just following a diet for an extended period of time and never fucking deviating. Like right. having six months of meals laid out ahead of time, never fucking missing a meal, never cheating. You go see a trainer one day a week, and it's literally like confession. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucked up here. I ate a cheeseburger here. And it's like, well, when you get a second, you're going to think about that fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. But it, I mean, it, it builds confidence and self reliance. I and mean, I'm more than happy to help you out with programs or connect you to somebody that can push you. Well, I'm, I was just curious about it. I mean, it's funny, like, as far as getting lean, losing weight, I'm pretty good at that. It's just uh, when I'm like, when I'm, I've gotten to the point because I, I decided uh, back in 2015, the end of 2015, that you know I was I was unhappy with my weight, and so I was really going to do something about it. And I ended up losing 50 pounds. I got I went from 230 to like 175. Actually, the lowest I got was like 165. So I got I got to a point where like losing the weight is fine, and I can you know maintain a pretty slim trim figure but then after a while you get sort of bored with that and you're like what else could i do so then i'll so then i've tried like okay i'm gonna bulk now i'm gonna i'm gonna put on weight i'm gonna lift heavy i'm gonna eat a lot and then i'll i i find when i do that i just get fat i don't i mean i I do put on muscle but i but it doesn't show because 
my stomach, you know, midsection area gains weight faster than fucking yeah, anything. And that's everybody. I mean, the first place you put it on is the last place you lose it. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that you, you really have to want. Like, sure. I mean, you just have to chase it like anything else, like your life depends on it. And I mean, again, just when I, when I was bulking up, I remember like reading all these different quotes and books and magazines and it, it, a lot of it just really led me to believe in myself where it's like, you see these quotes where it's like success in bodybuilding dictates success in the rest of your life. And it, it, at the core of it, it's just a bunch of meatheads lifting weights, but I had never met another human being that was ever able to like refine it after. And I tried a few times by myself and I kept fucking pushing it. And it was a little bit of a troubled kid. I went through like one of these scared straight type programs to where actually became pen pals with this one guy who was on the Olympic team in Barcelona as a wrestler. When he got out of jail, I was working out with him and it, it got to the point in my early twenties where I was literally getting kicked out of gyms for gym intimidation before it existed where I mean, you're, you're killing yourself. You're going in there. There is nothing else. You're throwing 120 pound dumbbells over your head for sets of 15 mm-hmm. and then to throw you out because you drop them. You can't physically put them down. And uh, I found this gym in East Rutherford, New Jersey, called Strong and Shapely. You'd fucking love it because when the WWE is in town, it's where they go. Oh, no shit. Okay. Like, I, 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 I met The Rock there. I met a bunch of fucking people there. It's crazy. And uh, somebody gave me the owner's email. And I remember I emailed him. It's like, you know, I, I can bench 405. You know, I could squat for whatever. And I could deadlift stick something. Yeah, somebody I could work out with. The guy emails me back. And just writes bullshit. Come prove it. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. And I didn't even know this place existed. And I, I walk in to the fucking little like waiting room. I was working in Manhattan at the time after work. And this dude in the fucking cut off flannel shirt with a British accent comes up and shakes my hand. He's like, hello. So they're like, holy fuck, you're. And he's like. Dorian Yates, like seven time Mr. Olympia is like waiting in the fucking lobby. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I met like Ronnie Coleman there and worked out with him and all these other fucking great. It's, it's crazy. It's a sport where if you can handle the weight and you have what it takes, you can go work out with these people. And they introduced me to this guy, Rob Lopez, who was trying to become a professional. He's on the cover of muscle and fitness that year. Mm-hmm. And he was more genetically gifted than me. My job was to make sure he showed up on time and pushed himself and he walked me through everything else. And it's just, it's like everything else is just attaining more and more knowledge, what to do when you hit this roadblock, what to do when you hit this roadblock, what to do when you hit this roadblock and, and you fucking do it. So let me know how I can help you out and what direction I can point you in. I got connections. I'm not just like, I'm not a realtor. I'm not a fucking trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I just like results. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, we're over an hour here, so I think uh, we'll wrap up. Where can where can people find you? Uh, obviously on TikTok, and uh, I'm going to post a link to all these in the description, and they might be subject to change <laughs> depending on if you get banned yeah, by the time this but, gets published. Uh, but I'll make sure it gets updated. So we're, we're working on revamping my website right now. You can just go to chuckcohout.com. Okay. Uh, there should be links there to a bunch of my different businesses. There's a bio up there. There's a whole bunch of really cool shit. And uh, yeah, dude, I just appreciate the exposure and I've enjoyed the time talking to you.
yeah, it's been great, man. I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Like I said, if there's anything I can do to help you out, point you in the right direction and just connect you with somebody if you want to bulk up or whatever, just text me. You got my number. Yeah. All right. Not a I lot think of people I... do. <laughs> All right. I'll definitely do that. Thanks a lot, Chuck. Chuck, brother, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm really glad we were able to connect. Thanks for also putting me in uh, contact with some other TikTokers, you know, like uh, Black Spider Guy and, uh, and, and uh, J-Rudd. That's really awesome. And hopefully we can get those guys on pretty soon as well. Uh, your story is fucking fascinating, dude. Fucking fascinating. And I hope to have you back on the podcast in the near future. You're welcome back anytime. And also, I hope you guys listening got something out of it as well. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.